This is the John Oakley Show podcast. These images that have come forward in just the last day and or day or so, I guess 18 hours or so, uh, and uh, obviously an unflattering portrait. So let's get the panel. Stephen Holliday, Deputy Mayor, Counselor for Ward 2 Etobicoke Center in here. How's Stephen? I'm doing great. And John, today is one of those days I think we got something to talk about. All right. Well, every day seemingly, but uh, Tom Parkin. Columnist with a bluntly social democratic point of view. How you doing, Tom? I'm good. How you doing? Likewise. Thank right. you. And thanks for coming in. And Kelly Harris, principal of Harris Public Affairs here in Toronto. He's held senior positions in Tim Hudak's PC opposition leader's office and also with former BC Premier Gordon Campbell. Kelly, good to have you back. Good afternoon. Great to be back. Thanks, John. Let me uh, start by asking just, you know, your general sense of this whole imbroglio, Trudeau and the blackface and uh, these depictions right now, uh, three separate accounts of this uh one in high school the other of course uh when he was a teacher in the third the video that uh global news got a hold of this morning really uh no telling what the circumstances were surrounding that but they say it was probably uh in the 1990s so at that point he's uh i guess already an adult but Stephen, what is your general impression of this whole affair well, it, it to me, it's been about how the story unfolded during the day. I, I recall first thing this morning, you know, thinking forward, I might be seeing you today on the show, listening to the news cycle and listening to the discussion on uh, the, the, the revelations on the photos. And uh, I actually felt bad for Trudeau because I said, you know, I heard this story about him being at a party and he was in a costume and someone got a picture of him in blackface and, uh, you know, and it was that hindsight 2020 discussion. I thought, boy, you know, this is where the campaign's gone is they're digging up some party picture from a long time ago. But as the day went on, my view changed. And now I am raging upset, as many Canadians are, because it was about all the context that I learned throughout this. It's, it's how, I, how old he was when this happened. It was the fact that he was a teacher. It was a fact that there were multiple instances about it. But I think the turning point was when the third video arrived, the third, the third piece of evidence. Yeah. And he was, uh, was questioned on this earlier and said there were only two instances. And that's what really got me upset. So this is all really shaping up to be about the guy. And I know we talked about it before in this show, but, you know, elections are fun things to watch, especially for politicos like me. But I tend to look at the policies and the platforms and, you know, what's the outcome of this election going to mean to me as a Canadian but this is now a discussion about the party leader and about the person's character. It has checked all of that stuff at the door about all the promises and all the things that we can look forward to. And now it's about who's representing our nation and whether or not I have trust in that leader, I'm proud of that leader, or maybe I'm embarrassed about that leader. And uh, that's a sad state of affair when the election is about that. How about for you, Tom, general impressions of this? Uh, last night, his statement I thought was inadequate. Uh, he... He didn't explain why, for 18 years, he never mentioned this. Um, Mr. Trudeau is the woke prime minister. Uh, that's what he tells us. And, uh, you know, I absolutely agree and believe that uh, people can change and, and they can uh, have different opinions over years and become quite different people. Um, the problem is that, you know, he was doing this as a sort of a matter of habit, it seems. And and by the way, I'm I'm, I'm told now that there's a there is a fourth uh, incident that's going to be reported in La Presse shortly. In La Presse. In La Presse. Yeah. Mm. So strategically right. dropped around the country here. Somebody uh, tweeted that to you. I that's La, from La Presse. It is from La Presse. Yeah. All right. So, uh, um, 
if you if 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 you're somebody who has changed your opinion on something, it is perfectly legitimate to say, "Listen, I'm not the same person. I have different opinions about this." But you can't withhold that for 18 years and then only cop to it when you get caught, and then never apologize to the people who were hurt. Last night on the plane, he never said anything to people who are victims of uh, of racism. He never said, you know what, I, I, I'm sorry I've kind of piled on to your hurt. He never said that. He said that today, but, but you know what, he had 18 years to prepare that statement. He knew it was coming. How could he not think that this was eventually going to come out? Um, so I, I thought it was really inadequate, and uh, um, it, 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 you know, that, the, that he hid, this story makes me, and apparently hid it, not just from us, but from the Liberal Party. Um, well, I think how could races, they not know? See, that's another question. I mean, don't questions. they do their due diligence and vet people accordingly? Vetting, you know, it's an inexact science for sure. I mean, we see this in campaigns where people get through the vetting process and they have to get turfed off campaigns. And and and, and so that can, that can happen, but it also does rely heavily on trust, right? If you're a candidate, you're supposed to write down and submit this information about things that you've done that, frankly, you may be ashamed of. But... The process is you are now going to be a public person. You could have your private shame, and that can be between you and your, your husband, your wife, your, your kids. You can talk about it at dinner. That's fine. You don't have to tell anybody else in the world. But now you're running for office, and it's going to be an issue. So cop to your party. Tell your party what it is and say, listen, I did this thing. It's not, I'm embarrassed by it. It was wrong. It was a long time. Whatever the story is, do not hide it and think you're going to escape uh, and, right. uh, and and put your party at jeopardy and and, and kind of have this uh, right. strange well, perception about what what is your okay. Who so are two you out of the mix? three so far are suggesting that uh, this might even be irretrievable. Uh, so how, how do you see it, Kelly? So uh, the prime minister and I are the same age, mm-hmm. and I thought back to two thousand and one, and I don't remember Canadians on mass running around in blackface. Yet last night he said we all have learned a lesson yeah, I didn't here. Look back. Uh, no, we didn't all learn a lesson here, and I'm not even sure that the Prime Minister learned a lesson here. The second thing is he said he was enthusiastic about costumes. Uh, this is racism. This isn't a costume that he, he he put on. And these are now, we know, know for sure three incidents. We see a pattern. As Tom just said, you, you cop to it before you get into uh, the vetting process. I, I've vetted candidates. I've worked with a lot of candidates. I've worked with candidates who didn't tell us about something, and then it came out in the campaign. The thing that would have drove me completely wild last night, and I think it probably drives a lot of liberals wild, is when he gets caught, he then says, well, there's one more incident, and now we know there's yet another incident for sure, possibly another one on top of that. Then when we ask him today, he basically can't recollect how many more incidents there are. Like, how many times has the prime minister done this over the last 30 years? And on top of it all, his rationale for doing it is now because he grew up so privileged, he didn't understand this was a problem. I guess because I grew up middle class, I don't understand privileged, ultra-wealthy people, so I'm sorry for that, but... That's not what we want from our prime minister to say that because I grew up in such a lifestyle, I can't understand the challenges of ordinary, regular Canadians. Does that sound like the kind of guy who should be going around out there saying, I'm for the middle class? 
No. So, all right, is this a game changer for the election, or is it still early days and there's so much ground to cover? This could be uh, sort of lost in the, the sands of the next four weeks, you know, <laughs> drifts off into the ether, uh, or does this continue to resonate, Stephen? Oh, I think this is a big turning point. You know, I, I, I still want to talk about this. I, I think a different politician in a different context, uh, this could have been a plus, and I say that very carefully, uh, not that the incident is any, anything for anyone to be proud of, but politicians are real people too, and we have lots of things in our lives that we're proud of, and we've done dumb things, and we've grown up as dumb kids too at some point in time. Um, but a, from a guy whose brand is about virtual si- signaling and uh, about these type of issues, this is extra harsh. And this is like, you know, a shot to the knees. Um, I'm not sure that this uh, campaign can turn around from this level of damage. I'm not saying the liberals are going to lose the election over it, but this is a big, big change. And it's because the images are so powerful. It's not uh, the SNC-Lavalin scandal that we've talked about before that you you really kind of have to read and think about and be interested in this type of uh, legal discussion. This is an image that's going to be on the kitchen table or on the television in every household in Canada that cares to watch or observe the news right on the front page. And people are going to see it. And even at the most basic level, the, the prime minister looks foolish in it. Uh, and 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 it's much deeper for many people who who uh, look deeper onto this or are impacted in a higher way. So if this doesn't turn the election, I swear I'm going to call him the Teflon Prime Minister because if this doesn't stick, I don't know what could. Right. I don't know how anyone else could escape uh, this position. And I think well, that's is there an a double standard. Statement. Well, I mean, is this something that you know? Uh, we will in- see. Okay. Because I, I know, I remember another politician that everyone was quick to point the finger at because he had substance abuse issues and, um, or, you know, as it was alleged, and videos came out about that and everyone dumped on him uh, because of that from all over the place. And yet, uh, there, I don't see enough people dumping on this particular situation in the context. Okay. So, uh, Tom Parkin, is there selective condemnation that's in play here, a double standard, if you will? And uh, further to that point, is this a pivotal moment in the election? And I say that because I, I recognize your background. Jagmeet Singh uh, may be the one, I hate to say it, but uh, prospering from this whole turn of events. It, it's a funny thing for Singh because it's nothing he ever invited. And, I mean, he was clearly wanted to run on economic issues. He wanted to run on pharmacare. He wanted to run on housing. He wanted to run on transit. That was the that was the campaign. And uh, But he hasn't been allowed to... To, to run that campaign, uh, it's not just this incident, but a series of incidents have had to uh, make him speak on this issue, which is, I think for him, uh, on one hand, challenging because, you know, no, there's no one person. I mean, just because he's a, a you know, a guy of, of Indian ancestry, brown skinned guy, uh, doesn't mean that he speaks for everybody, right? I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So he's thrust into this place. I think he's... I think he's done a, actually a really good job. I'm 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 very impressed by what he's done. He has not overreached. He's sympathized with people who feel hurt. Uh, he's not overly politicized the situation, but he has tried to uh, keep uh, some pressure on the prime minister to, uh, to 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 apologize and address people, not necessarily address him, address people. So I think he's done well. Uh, I, there's, I think, two parts of this uh, that um, we could we could kind of draw a line, and one is the political. 
And and that part to me is is the story that Mr. Trudeau is telling us, and whether it kind of hangs together and makes sense. And and so we'll drill into that, and that'll keep this story alive. The other one is more social, and it's about the vision of the country. And 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 in part, Singh is, um, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of it's more about people, and that's the part that he's more uh, on now. But it is, I think, as well um, appropriate for him to be on it because it's important. What is our vision of Canada as being an inclusive country? from coast to coast of well, all people, Justin, all religions. Justin was playing that card earlier today at the press conference, suggesting, like, uh, yeah, I've got this baggage here, but don't judge me by that. Judge me by the policies that we've promoted and put forward. And he brought out the lexicon of, you know, the woke progressive by suggesting we're all about inclusivity, tolerance, uh, racialized communities and sensitivity, and so on and so forth. So, Kelly, let me ask you, I mean, uh, is this something that this too shall pass, or is it one of those things he can never get out from under going forward? Well, I, the way that I would, if I was advising any of the three campaigns, I think Mr. Singh needs to keep doing what he's doing first off. And I think it's putting pressure on, on Mr. Trudeau. I think Mr. Shear needs to back off. And the more that he backs off, the more that the liberal war room is going to get frustrated and they're going to start attacking the conservatives and we, because we've seen that. And that's really going to depend on whether he can get back the the agenda of the campaign to talk about his issues, if people are going to allow him to talk about his issues. In the next, I would say the next 48 hours to 72 hours, how the three parties react to this. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.